Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start than right now. So let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101, as always, presented by our good friends over at Scentlock. Scentlock is in the middle of dropping some new products. Um, they have come out with some products for the saddle hunter. Uh, that's a big deal. Uh, you know, I'm not much into it. I uh, haven't got into it yet. Not saying I won't, but um, I would highly recommend you if you're a saddle hunter. Scentlock is developing an all-around toolkit for bow hunters, and that is just a piece of it. So I would highly recommend you to go check out Scentlock and their new products, especially if you're a saddle hunter. I've got a special guest. I've got, I don't think I've ever had, well, I maybe shouldn't say that. You might be one of the only doctors I've ever had on the podcast before. Okay, that's cool. I can't, I can't remember. Uh, and that's why I don't want to speak out of turn and somebody else reach out and be like, I'm a doctor, you butthead, and be like, oh, my bad. Uh, so if not the only one of the very few doctors I've ever had on the podcast, I've got Dr. Preston Ward from Mountain Physio. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Dylan, how are you? Wonderful. Now, you are there in the Salt Lake area, correct? I am, yeah. Now, what do you, what, what do you specialize in before we jump in? Yeah. So my specialty is in orthopedics. I went to the University of Utah, did my um, undergraduate and then my graduate degree, my doctorate of physical therapy there. And then did a board, I did a residency at the VA and at the university level. Um, and then um, became board certified in orthopedics. So an orthopedic specialist. So pretty much everything from the head to the toes, um, musculoskeletal orthopedic, and then I found my niche in um, archery, in the archery community. There wasn't quite a, there wasn't a physical therapist that specialized in just archers and bow hunters. And so I said, you know, four years ago, I said, that should be me. And I started up my practice. So now when I heard about this, uh, when I met you, saw you, found you, I got incredibly excited. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Uh, about Two years ago, I met a gentleman by the name of Harv Ebers, um, and Harv is what I consider to be a living legend. Um, he's well into his 80s, if not pushing his 90s. Um, one of the founding members of Pope and Young, he was inducted into the Pope and Young Hall of Fame. Uh, personal friends with Fred Bear, just an, I mean, a phenomenal guy. And I remember asking him the first time I met him, uh, I was showing up to his house for him to teach me how to shoot a recurve. And I remember asking him, so do you still get to hunt? And he looked at me like I was an idiot. And he's like, dude, I shot a doe. I was at his house. He's like, I shot a doe back there two nights ago. And I'm like, awesome. Very good. And so ever since then, I've really wanted to, to put together this plan or program or 
at least tips and tricks um, so I could hunt like Harv. And what I mean by that is well into my nineties. Um, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not the kind of guy that cares to be as fit as humanly possible. I don't really care to be as big as possible. I don't really care to be as fast as possible. I just want to be able to hunt for a long time. And that's Harv. Uh, you know, he still goes out and chases, chases animals in the mountains even. And so he's a stud. And so I've wanted to put together this, this plan of being able to just simply hunt as long as we can. Uh, because, you know, I've, I've seen my dad, my dad was a college wrestler. And, uh, so, so he's got horrible shoulders, um, just beat his shoulders to death when he was young wrestling. And, and, uh, you know, he's had to have two reconstructive surgeries now just so he could keep hunting. And I've seen that. And I'm like, I don't want to go through that. I want to be the guy who sets myself up so that I can hunt for a long period of time. Um, and so I, when I met you, I saw you, I'm like, wait a minute, this guy does what I need. Um, you know, he, he prides himself in helping people stay healthy to hunt. And so I, uh, that's what we want to do. And so, um, real quick, I want you to talk about just kind of how you, how you built this idea, you know, of, of staying ready to hunt or, or staying healthy to hunt. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate that Dylan. I I'd like to meet Harv one day because I think that is, I need to have like a picture of him up on the wall because that's exactly what my mindset is, is I don't want people to be like, I only have, you know, five more years left in me to hunt or to pull back this bow. My shoulders are worn. I've been doing construction my whole life or whatever it is, you know, I'm wrestler. And so how I really started this idea is I had just finished up um, graduate school, finished up my residency. I was actually up at a pro shop um, for my graduation present. Um, family went in on a new um, bow for me. So I picked up a, got a new bow. I was ready to hunt, ready to go after this. And um, I was in a pro shop and some guy started complaining of a shoulder pain. And I'm thinking, man, he's thinking, and he's, I think what he was saying is he's like, yeah, I don't know if there's anything you can do. I'm just going to have surgery. And then I'll probably, my bow hunting career will be over. And when I heard that, I was just like almost devastated. I'm like, how can you at, you know, 56 years old, say your bow hunting career is over when for you, me, probably every listener on here, like bow hunting is seriously like our, our life, right? It's our, and so when I heard that, I was thinking, that can't, that there's no way. So I started just thinking to myself, doing some market research and found out there was no physical therapist specializing with archers and bow hunters. And so as a lifelong archer myself and done, um, all sorts of things and now do stuff with USA archery and, you know, just kind of all over the the map, worked with disabled hunters, worked with able-bodied hunters. I said, you know, I've got the skills to be able to do the rehab and the prevention side of things. And that's what I'm hugely passionate about is, you know, preventing injuries and rehabbing injuries so that people can hunt the rest of their life. And that, I mean, that's a hundred percent. My mission is if you look on our website, like our mission is to keep people hunting in the mountains. I say, use the term, get mountain ready or, you know, get mountain shaped, like just be ready for that, those physical challenges. And so anyways, that's kind of how it started. It was, it's pretty cool. Pretty fun. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I've got, uh, I've got big plans. I shouldn't say big plans, but you know, I have these, these ideas of, of really developing a program, uh, that people can follow. 
um, you know, a, a, a stretching program, a lifting program, a, 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 a movement program, and maybe, maybe, uh, and that's why I'm excited to have you here. You might shed some light, but you know, maybe more of, <clears throat> of, of stretching and, and movements are better than anyways. I'm excited to, to get to that, but, um, I did, I just Googled, um, how do I share my screen here? Uh, I did just Google, um, Harv. I don't know if you can see my screen there. So he was actually inducted into the, uh, bow hunters hall of fame and the Pope and young hall of fame. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, you can tell, uh, he's an, he's an older gentleman. Um, but yeah, this was the night we inducted him into the Pope and young hall of fame. Incredibly special. Um, this is the picture you can put up on your wall there. That way you get the, <laughs> you get the both of us there. Um, no, but it, it was, it was incredible. Um, I get asked all the time, um, about my shot process and how to execute a shot process. And I actually just <laughs> sent the link to this video, uh, to a friend of mine from, from bow hunter planet. Um, but this is a video of him teaching me how to shoot a recurve. So if you've been wanting to dive into that, make sure and head over to bear archery's YouTube and you can find that there. Um, now, yeah, I, uh, I've had this, this idea for a long time, just never really knew how to execute it. Um, you know, most of my, most of my friends, uh, who are ath athletes or, or participating, they're, they're strong men. Uh, that's what they compete in. And so not necessarily longevity of hunting. Um, so I I'm excited. So if you were to, to just break down basic tips, like this is what I would do, um, on the most basic level to stay mountain ready or, or even hunt ready. You know, you might say, well, I'm a whitetail hunter. I don't care about the mountain. Uh, just to stay hunt ready, be able to draw your bow back for a long period of time. What are some of those basic like one Oh one tips you would give people? Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, I, I mean, I would say it's really probably got to start with, we have some really clear guidelines and expectations in the physical fitness, um, realm and everything. And so I would say, and to, and to your point, as far as building up, um, programs and stuff like that, that's what I do, right. Is a, as a profession, as a living is build up these programs for people to stay hunt ready or mountain ready. Um, and we have some things in the work here too, at mountain physio. I've hired a few people, um, in Pennsylvania and other States as well to kind of start building up the practice as well. But anyway, so we have some, we have some cool things coming down the line as far as programs. Um, but one one tip one one I would say really like get in your, get in your cardio. So seems maybe strange, but get in your cardio, just staying in shape that way. And it can be as simple as like 30 minutes of walking. It could be, you know, but something to get your heart rate elevated because as with hunting, that obviously happens a lot. And so just that cardiovascular exercise, aerobic exercise, walking, running, treadmill, um, biking, whatever it is, hiking is getting that, getting that in. So that would be maybe tip one, tip, tip one. And then it just kind of builds a good premise as far as blood flow and circulation to our bodies, even up into our shoulders. Um, and then for, if we're, if we're thinking specifically archery, um, for shoulders, I would say the number one, my number one recommendation, I'm going to grab it right here, honestly, would be like, pick up some resistance bands because you can do so much with them. And, um, 
if you pick up some resistance bands, if I can untie this, they're simple exercises, but enough to like engage the back muscles for that shot process, the rhomboids, um, the deltoids, and then particularly the rotator cuffs. I'll say I see probably the most problems with the rotator cuff. Um, everyone hears that whenever they have a shoulder pain, when they're shooting, they're like, Oh shoot, my rotator cuffs bad. It's not always the case. It's usually the case, usually not the case, excuse me. Um, but the rotator cuff does get injured quite often. And so just keeping them healthy is the best thing. And so you can see motions here that I'm doing, I'll scoot back here, but if I'm sitting here and just pushing out, so engaging my back muscles as I'm kind of retracting my shoulders, and then also getting those rotator cuff muscles as I'm rotating out into external rotation. And so that's, I mean, really my suggestion would be get some cardio in, grab some of these exercise bands, do a handful of these exercises like this, you know, a couple of sets of 15. And then lastly, I would say, um, would be, oh yeah. Um, to really warm up prior to shooting. Now, when we're younger, you know, we probably don't need to do that as much, but as we age, if we're thinking about just longevity and keeping things healthy, it's probably wise to grab the bands. I was working with a patient just yesterday, um, who's on her, she's on, they're on a road trip up to Vegas. And then they're going to go up to, um, the total archery challenge and some different 3d events and stuff like that. And they're 60 some odd, 65 some odd years old. And she's like, every day I get out, I shoot my bow. She just had a rotator cuff, um, surgery, rotator cuff repair. She reached out to me and she's doing the band. She's like every day, Preston, I do that. And then I go shoot and I feel so good. She's shooting 50, 60 arrows a day. So anyways, just a cool thing, but get the cardio in, um, grab the exercise bands, do a handful of motions, um, to engage the rotator cuff in the back and then do it, especially before shooting. If you can. Now, before I get a whole bunch of hate mail, and, and Preston, you might hate me for this too. I don't know. Um, oh Lord, here it comes. Um, <laughs> CrossFit is not the way to go. Let me just say that. Oh man, you're getting yourself into trouble right there. <laughs> uh, it's not the way to go. I, I, there's a CrossFit gym right across from my house. And so I see them all the time and you see them running, you see them doing these things, which is good. But Almost every person you see, knee wraps, elbow wraps, <laughs> icing down before or after. Like, I can't stress enough. Like, and it might be good to get in shape. And I'm not, if, if you're looking to get in shape, looking to lose a whole bunch of weight, absolutely do it for a few months to lose weight. But when it comes to longevity, how many CrossFit guys do I know, do you know, that practice CrossFit for so long and now their knees suck, their ankles are, are, are roasted their elbows are gone their shoulders are bad because everything is so high intensity and high impact um i'm a big proponent all the cardio that i do is super low impact um because i don't want to bang up my knees and my 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 legs my you name it um and so absolutely what you just said i i have a treadmill um and my and and i have a, a peloton my wife has a peloton, I should say, but all of my cardio are one of those two things, super low impact, 
you know, putting on a pack and going out and, and finding a hill and walking up and down, just super low impact on my body. I'm not super sore afterwards, but I got my heart rate elevated. I burned calories. I got a sweat going. Um, I mean, this morning, uh, on the treadmill, I just walked for 30 minutes. It was, a at the incline of 12, uh, and I, I walked for 30 minutes. You know, the watch said I burned 320 calories. Did I? I don't know. But the watch said I burned 300 calories. I was drenched in sweat. All I did was walk. That's not going to mess me up in the long term. And I can do that all of my life and be fine. Uh, so I'm a big proponent. Again, if you are looking at CrossFit as a way, I need to lose 40 pounds. That is going to be a quick way to do it. Um, and, and and by all means, try it and, and do it. But for longevity, I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm not a fan at all. And, and, you know, I've, I, I have a friend who is a pro athlete and, uh, and he did CrossFit back in the day and it took him a lot just to build back to where he could successfully be an athlete again. Um, and so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in here, uh, Dylan a little bit. I think, um, send the hate mail to Preston, not me. Yeah. Maybe spare you a little bit, but no CrossFit is, it's intense and that's good. Um, and it can be as intense as you really kind of scale it. It's typically seen on the more intense side of things. Um, but I'll say I have got nothing wrong with CrossFit. CrossFit is a really good, it's a functional training. So you see them, I mean, the lifting tires or right. Doing some explosive movements, um, uh, clean snatches, you know, there's some things like the kipping pull-ups and stuff like that. You can see that that could over the long haul really have some, um, challenges on your shoulders if we're talking bow hunting and archery. And so I've got nothing wrong with CrossFit. I think it's good. I really have a lot of CrossFit athletes that come to me. Um, that's why I guess maybe also it's a good thing as, as far as most CrossFitters, um, will end up going to physical therapy at least sometime because they're trying to rehab something. It's a really intense exercise. I don't have anything wrong with it, but I do think to your point, like, being wise with certain motions and thinking like longevity of things. I wouldn't say that we have anything in the research. There was a really interesting, so this is kind of where I um, dive into my profession and kind of bring the research together and stuff like that. But um, interesting study done um, here in U- at the University of Utah that it was after someone starts CrossFit, usually about three weeks later, um, there was for the majority of people, some sort of injury. Now, those are the people that are probably, you know, jumping in 110%, we'll say um, they're jumping in and just over time, they're, they're those tendons and the muscles, they kind of, you know, burn out in those couple of weeks and you'll see an injury. Now, if, we, if we're talking, if we're talking long-term, I wouldn't say that we have anything in the research right now to say, across it's a, it's a relatively, I guess, old way of practicing, but also kind of a new form of exercise. That's, you know, somewhat new. I wouldn't say we have anything in the long haul that says, if you do CrossFit, you're only going to last, you know, whatever, four or five years, um, even to the sense of running. So I do a lot with runners and obviously endurance athletes, hikers, backpackers, things like that, hunters. And, um, even running, some people kind of have that misconception that running is going to mess up my knees. I'm going to be, you know, have all this early arthritis. And that's not the case. There is, there is some research out there, some studies that support maybe the people that are putting in 
Um, and I don't even know the numbers, but you know, they're doing the ultra, you know, hundred mile marathons and things like that. And they're, they're doing that. Maybe those guys and the people that are putting in hundreds or two hundreds of miles a week. Yeah. Maybe they have some arthritis in their joints and their knees, but the people that are just running recreationally, it's actually maybe even more um, protective of onset of arthritis, which is kind of an interesting um, dichotomy there that you say, well, if I'm going to run too much, then maybe there's some arthritis, but if I don't run, you know, enough and I'm just sedentary, then there's certainly some arthritis as well. So there's kind of this happy medium and there's probably right. a big spectrum there. So probably with CrossFit as well, there's this pretty big spectrum of what's allowed and what's, what's appropriate. But to your point, um, yeah, using, if we're, if we're thinking longevity, it's usually, I always like, you know, I'm not you know, big and huge either, but definitely some banded resistance exercises and, you know, keeping things, you know, within the spectrum of 70 to 80% of your repetition max. So you're building some strength and because strength loss is happens as we age, but anyways, a lot of, a lot to that. Yeah. And that's one thing Harv said, uh, I was like, so how do you do this, man? Like, and he said, I, I still resistance train every day. And in his basement, uh, you can see a couple pictures of the basement there. There's hundreds of trophies everywhere and, and memorabilia of him and Fred Bear and, and all this cool stuff. But there's weights everywhere. Like he just has weights spread out. And he's like, I resistance train still um, because I'm an old man. I need to keep moving. I need to keep. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of resistance training. Um, I just, I like to keep stuff low impact. And, uh, and you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little bit more on the, on the, you just want to be fat and lazy side. Maybe I am, but, um, again, my long-term goal is to not be, you know, 10% body fat, but my long-term goal is to be able to hunt when I'm 80. Um, that's, that's my goal. And so all of the training I do, I, uh, if you've listened to the podcast for any amount of time, I had Joey Zatmary, who's a national strongman. Uh, champion, he came down and and uh, we worked out together one day and we went hunting and got his first deer. But um, he asked me for his channel uh, on on YouTube. He, he asked me. He said, "So why do you hunt?" And I said, "Simple reason." Or, or he said, "Why why do you train?" And I said, "Simple. I want to hunt." And uh, and he kind of looked at me funny and I said, "Dude, listen." And uh, I said, "This is just my testimony." I said, "But I got ready to go on my first out west mountain hunt, and I was." way overweight. Uh, I was 222 pounds at five, nine. I mean, out of, out of shape fat. And, uh, and I was like, I was getting ready to go on this hunt and I knew I needed to lose some weight. And so I lost 30 pounds for the hunt, went out and hunted and I, and I still got my tail in whipped <laughs> and, you know, growing up in a, in an athletic outdoorsy family playing sports my whole life. I didn't like that. I, I, I didn't like getting my butt kicked by the mountain. And so I came back and continued to lose 20 pounds. Uh, so I lost about 50 pounds and, and I, I just told him, I'm like, man, that's when I knew, like, if I want to hunt for a long time and be successful at it, I have to train. Um, I, I have to stay in shape. I have to, I have to stay mobile. I have to practice carrying stuff up and down hills. I have to practice, um, you know, developing those back muscles. And we did a video and he showed us three, three exercises, uh, on how to build back muscles and, and, and get stronger for, for shooting. But, um, we didn't really talk about how to prevent 
injury in shooting. And, and what I mean by that is you see a lot of videos now. Um, I can't even think of the guy. Uh, Archery Strong, is that right? Christian, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, even John Dudley's been doing some videos recently on, on how to prevent injury when shooting. Um, and I know Tom Clum, who's another one of my uh, recurve quote unquote coaches, um, is big on, on things to prevent injury when shooting. Um, so what are your, what are your tips simply in a draw cycle? What do you see people doing that's going to injure shoulders? Um, and, and what can we do to prevent that? Cause I, I understand I'm, I'm maybe the, the exception, but I shoot every day. Um, and I get to shoot a lot every day. I, I shoot probably 200 arrows a day on average. And so I, I really have to cognizant, cognizantly. Yeah, that's the right word. Think about those things. So, because I'll notice, like if I, if my shoulder starts creeping up when I'm shooting, I'll notice, I'm like, man, I'm getting sore. I just hurts, man. Uh, and then later that evening, I'm like, man, I, you know, I, I must've been riding my shoulder up. Uh, so, so what are some things that you see guys doing in a draw cycle and, and what can we do to prevent injury in, in our draw cycle? Yeah, no, that's a good question. And I think I appreciate you bringing that up because I think we see, and this is just an interesting uh, conversation too, Dylan, in that, that hunting and archery in particular, I would say over the last 10 years has really become a lifestyle. So you, someone asked, like I asked you, what do you want to do? Or why do you train? I train so I can hunt. And we see that now, like hunting is a, is a lifestyle. It's 365 days a year. We're putting in the work, we're lifting weights every day. So I don't think you're necessarily the, the, maybe the, maybe the minority minority, right. As far as, um, but I see, I mean, the most people that I see, I wouldn't say that you and I, I shoot a lot as well. I, I try to shoot at least every day. Um, and so I would say most people that I work with will shoot a few times a week. Um, but then I also see a lot of injuries when people aren't shooting that frequently, then they prepare for hunting season, the hunting season's uh -huh. too okay? and they haven't shot and then they get their arrows in and they're like, I got to shoot 200 a day. And then they have an injury. Right. So anyways, there's this there's that um, kind of spectrum there, but I, I do agree. And I think that's pretty cool that we see um, within hunting and archery, it's become this lifestyle where that's what we train for because we know we may only have, it's just that important to us. It's, it's a, it's a sport that's that important to us and maybe a sport that gives us that much um, uh, joy, but also how much respect we have for the animals to prepare anyways. So kind of got off a tangent there, but Things that um, we can do to prevent injury within the draw cycle. So I see this all the time. And this is one thing that I really harp on as a physical therapist. So um, my background in biomechanics and kinesiology, the, the way that the body moves together is really important because you'll see people, um, particularly in the draw cycle, I'll say, when people become fatigued and that shoulder starts creeping up, kind of like you mentioned, or another one is just their form as they start shooting a lot more, or if they're, if they're shooting too much weight as well, is another thing. Now I'm, um, what I'll see is particularly that shoulder creep far forward. So they're really trying to, you know, reach forward like this and really try to pull muscle it back all with one arm. I'll really see, um, 
form and injuries start to occur, um, form breakdown, injuries start to occur within that uh, draw, within that string arm, mainly within the bicep tendon as they start to, you know, as they start to draw and they just start really muscling it with that bicep tendon, you can see a lot of breakdown there. Um, so that's one thing within the draw cycle that I really harp on. And when people come to me, like I try to put together a very specific, um, tailored, tailor-made individualized program, as far as like go through a whole biomechanical analysis and look at the way that they're drawing, put some lines on the screen, right. Have them send me videos so that we can make sure that we're, um, drawing appropriately and shooting pro appropriately. But anyways, that's where I see a lot of it breakdown is that in that first part of the draw cycle as they're here and they're overbowed or they're shooting too much weight or whatever it is, or they're weaker, or they haven't been shooting for a long time. So if you're, if your bicep gets sore when you're shooting, you're doing something wrong. Like, let yeah. me just throw that out there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to jump in here too, really quick is archery shouldn't hurt. Like I say that all the time, archery shouldn't hurt. If it hurts when you're shooting, like we got to correct that. We got to figure something out. Like you may be sore, but even then like archery shouldn't hurt. You should be able to shoot arrows and you should be able to shoot arrows until you're 86 years old. We're saying Harv's about 86. Sorry, Harv, if you're younger than that, but, um, I'm confident he's not going to listen to this podcast. So we're okay. So, um, <laughs> whatever he is, it's, it, archery shouldn't hurt. And so if it does, then we need to really fix that. But sorry, you're going to say something. No, I, that's, that's just what I was, was going at is, is, if your bicep is getting sore and tired and painful during your shot, there's something wrong. Um, and you know, I don't remember, I think it was Tom, uh, who was, I uh, had sent him some videos of my shot process and he talked about a high hook and this is for a, a recurve, but it transitions over into a compound as well. Um, a high hook. And what he means by that is, is transferring the weight, um, over into your back rather than, you know, if you, if you keep that, that, uh, wrist loose, loosey goosey, you're going to be pulling it all with your, your bicep. But if you keep it tight, then you can really roll into your back and you're pulling with your, your, your back rather than your bicep. And I've noticed a world of difference. I can shoot a lot longer. My back is a lot stronger than my biceps. Um, everybody's is, or should be. Um, and so I, I, I just notice a world of difference when I really started. And when you think about a muscle group, like when you think about, pinch my shoulder blades together and draw with my back, it'll pretty much fix itself because you'll be focusing on those muscles and using those muscles rather than your bicep um, and rather than your shoulder. Um, so also one easy tip is just keep your bow down. And what I mean by that is, is not even in your shot process, but between arrows, when you're going to pull your arrows, you see guys all the time, uh, they'll hold their bow up, you know, for 20 seconds before they go to shoot. And, uh, you know, just hold your bow arm down between shots. Don't, don't always hold it up and, and get ready and, you know, hold it down by your side, rest it on, rest the cam on your foot. Um, let your shoulders, let your body take a break between shots. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's, um, it's interesting. So I work, I do some work with the USA archery team, um, both able-bodied and para teams. And it's, pretty cool to see how much they shoot. I mean, these professional archers are shooting two, 300 arrows a day, usually for the majority, 
usually during the season, especially even preparing for it. And like they shoot a lot. And so it's interesting to be on the team with them, watch them when I'm traveling with them, uh, when they're resting and they just are very in tune with that as far as when they need to rest, when they need to shoot, how much they need to shoot. And they just do it so much that, um, yeah, anyways, it's pretty cool. I've got to shoot that many arrows a day just to stay mediocre. Yeah, you know? yeah me too. <laughs> me too. Now, let me. I've got to. I've got to say this. I probably should have said this at the beginning. The premise of this episode is not trained to hunt. Um, I, I myself am. I was a lot more than I am now. But I used to make fun of those guys, the the trained to hunt guys, and the. Well, I'm not going to name any names, but we can all think of somebody who runs a marathon a day. And, and I run 26 miles when I wake up and 34 before I go to bed and I lift at eight all to hunt. And I'm like, really? So you can't hunt unless you run a marathon a day. I hate the idea of you have to train to hunt. I, I don't like that idea um, because some of the most successful hunters I know are fat old men. Um However, and we've all been on the mountain with somebody and you look at them, you're like, how in the world are you going to get up the mountain? And then they're like, trekking up the mountain fast as always with uh, 50 pounds on their back. No problem. The difference is those guys do it full time. Like, so that is their training. They don't have to, to stay in shape because they live on the mountain. They, they live in that environment. They live, you know, their guides are outfit. So they're doing that every day of the week. And, and that's, that is their training. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not saying you have to train to hunt and that's not the premise behind this episode and behind this, this, this podcast, or even if I ever do build the program of hunt like Harv, that's not the premise of, of that idea. The idea is movements and a, and a lifestyle that can keep me hunting full time. Now, will there be some weight training in that? Yes. Will there be some cardio in that? Yes. Will there be some stretches and movements in that? Yes. Will there be some, some, uh, I don't know what else, but, but will there be those types of things in that? Yes. But it's not go out and, and train as hard as you can, or you can't hunt. That's not the premise of this. Um, somebody one time I put out a video just of me working out and somebody's like, Oh yeah, trying to be Cameron Haynes. And I'm like, no, far from it. Uh, I, I don't care to be that at all. I just want to be able to hunt a long time. Um, and I want to be not fat. Uh, I train to be not fat. No, I think, yeah, you bring up a, a good point. And I have, like, I've got nothing. I have, again, whether it's CrossFit, if that's what floats your boat, great. If it's running, you know, a marathon a day, I, I have, you know, no beef at all with Cameron Haynes. I think that's super impressive that he can do that. Um, and there any people who, anyways, there's no, I have no issue with that at all. I think it's very impressive. My whole premise, and my, I think what you're saying as well is, the idea is to be able to live a lifestyle and stay healthy so that you can hunt the remainder of your life. Now, whether that's, well, you know, that's going to be some cardiovascular exercise because just as we age and our, um, our, we decrease in muscle mass, we decrease in, you know, our circulatory system and capacity decreases. And so aerobically, we need to do that from a resistance standpoint, we need to lift weights because we lose a percentage of muscle mass, you know, per decade. And so we have to lift weights. We have to resistance train as we age, we get a little bit stiffer in our joints and in our muscles. And so we need to do some stretching. And so 
there's a lot of things. Um, so I've got no beef with, if that's what floats your boat, if CrossFit is what it is, or if it's running every single day, a marathon or whatever, it's important to, that we recognize that lifestyle changes and just healthy living is what that includes is aerobic exercise, resistance training, some stretching, maybe some mobility work in there as well. Um, but kind of just keeping that all together. And I think that's, what's really key. That's what I find my passion with is keeping people healthy, whether they're running a marathon a day or whether they're CrossFitters. Um, I've worked with both of that, those at both of that type of athlete, I guess I'd say, and whatever it is, it's just fun to say, let's keep you healthy. And that's why from my perspective, um, a physical therapy evaluation, or even like a yearly so a yearly physical with a, um, with a physical therapist who looks at your mechanics, the biomechanics, how things are moving is super important. So I do a lot of virtual visits. Um, I'd say the majority of my practice is virtual. I also see a lot of patients here in Salt Lake and then travel to people's homes here in Salt Lake as well. And so anyways, there's options out there to really be, get that evaluation and be say, like, let's make sure that things are looking good for this year. And then maybe next year, your goals change. Anyways. No, absolutely. Um, I got to give a thank you to our friends over at Minus 33. Um, I am, I don't like to rave on products I don't truly believe in. Um, a, I truly believe in Merino wool. It's a game changer. Uh, if you've not ever tried Merino wool, I would highly recommend you to do so. Um, even if you're a, a 90% whitetail hunter sitting in a tree stand, Merino still serves a fantastic purpose. Um, and I have found that minus 33 does it and does it really, really well. Um, so if you're in the market for minus 33, you can pick it up on some incredible sales on backcountry.com. Um, but it's just a phenomenal base layer system. Um, and, and, you know, even if you're not going to gonna try out minus 33, I would highly recommend you try out Merino wool. Um, but Merino wool and minus 33 happen to be my favorite. Uh, I haven't worn anything but minus 33 socks in about two and a half years now. Um, that sounds gimmicky, and and but it's true. I did a 60-day challenge uh, of wearing nothing but minus 33 socks, um, and that was for running, lifting, biking, church, um, whatever. No matter what I was doing, wearing socks, and I just found them uh, to be so much better. And so I haven't worn anything since. Um, so I would highly recommend you to check out Minus 33 uh, for all your merino wool needs. Um, what are some everyday movements? Um, let's start with like some simple stretches, some simple, um, you know, band exercises, uh, but then even some lifts um, that we can do daily, weekly, every other day um, to really keep all of that in check. Now, let me just start by saying this. Having a big, strong back is never a bad thing. Um, I have I I I train my back twice a week, um, just because as an archer, that's what I want is a big, strong back and healthy legs. Um, I get asked quite guys a lot stronger than me. How do you how do you hold back a fifty five pound recurve like that? How do you shoot a bow like that? That heavy um, answer: train your back. Um, a lot of pull-ups, a lot of pull-downs, a lot of band pull-aparts, train your back. Um, rear delt flies, you name it, train your back. Um, backs are never a bad thing, and they get neglected because they're not a, a pretty thing. You know, they're not biceps, they're not abs, 
Um, so they get neglected sometimes. Train your back is my tip. But what are some everyday specific movements that we can do uh, to keep uh, our archery in check? Yeah, that's a good... I, I would agree that... So speaking on the back, if we want to jump into there, um, deadlifts, some of my favorites right there, throwing in some deadlifts, um, good weight. So um, that's one thing that I would do recommend all the time. I recommend it to all my patients with back pain and people who are trying to prevent back pain, really throwing some deadlifts. Um, and you can do it as light as you want with a kettlebell. You can do it with dumbbells. You can do it with barbells, whatever. But, um, so certainly some deadlifts, I'm going to, I guess, jump down into the legs as well. So some squats, even if it's just body weight squats, maybe hold a pack, hold a weight, hold a dumbbell, hold a kettlebell. Um, squats are really good. I would do that every single day as well. Um, or at least three or four days a week, I guess. Um, so deadlifts squats for me, I, I work with a lot of mountain hunters, I'm going to say, um, here in Salt Lake. And so I do a lot of step-ups and then a lot of, um, to show you, see if I could show you, but lateral step-ups. So stepping up sideways up the stairs, um, as well as going up the stairs normally, I would say. Um, and what that does is it really trains your outer hip muscles. And so that's a, that's a good one. Those outer hip muscles, I'll say 100%, almost probably 95% of people that I test physically are weaker through those outer hip muscles. So that's your muscles. I'll stand up here a second. Um, you see me there? So, yeah. So lifting your leg out to oops, lifting your leg out to the side like that. So standing in one position, right? Lifting my leg out to the side with a resistance band, or even like calm, you know, fire hydrant. So in this position, lifting your leg out to the side like that. Um, a lot of single leg stuff is really good. So single leg balance, lifting your leg out to the side, um, that working that lateral hip muscles. Now, as far as archery goes, um, I have some, I have a YouTube video on this, but I think there's five exercises that I think are really good to maintain mobility and then also to just maintain strength. And so, um, what I recommend sitting back like this. So obviously one of them bow, um, bow poles or bow pull aparts, right? So with a resistance band, all you need to do is just work on just that form as far as pulling. Again, I try to avoid people crossing midline because then that puts a lot of strain on their bicep tendons. So I just grab a resistance band and I do this the, I, I brought this up to someone. They're like, should I do it on both sides? And absolutely do it on both sides, even though it's awkward. And I'm not necessarily drawing back maybe like I, I would. Um, but all I'm doing it for is just to strengthen some muscles and get some blood flow, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to draw this way, but um, that's what I'm trying to do. So that's number one. Number two, working that posterior deltoid. Um so that back of your shoulder is just this. So just pulling apart this way and really trying to kind of expand, work in those back muscles. You can do this with weights if you wanted and come out here to the side like this. So almost some like flies that way. And then number 
three exercise that I like is the one that I've already shown, but this external rotation. So if you grab a band and you do like, you know, 10 to 15, if the band is strong enough, um, you should be like, man, I'm starting to really feel that. I'm starting to feel that burn or that fatigue. And that's really what you want is that fatiguing feeling, that burning feeling. Again, if it's painful, we don't want that. And we will look at that. Um, so there's, let's see, that's three, right? I did this one, pull aparts, the rotation. Um, one to kind of stretch my core, I'll say, and kind of get some my back moving. You can see me right here still. I bring the band up into this position and then just rotate down. So just to kind of stretch through my back muscles. And then after that, I bring the band here and I bring all the way back. So just to get the mobility. Now this one you gotta be really careful of, like if you've had shoulder injuries before or dislocations, you wanna just be careful and maybe you, um, instead of going all the way in a full circle, maybe you just come from there up to, you know, 90 degree or up to, excuse me, overhead motion. That would be fine. But that's a bunch of, those are a bunch of different exercises that I say, like hands down, if people are just looking for something simple, it's going to take five to 10 minutes. It can take as, I guess it could take as long as you wanted, how many reps you added, but a typical one to two sets of 10 to 15, it's going to take five minutes to go through all that. And that really keeps people's shoulders super healthy. Yeah. What uh, another thing you mentioned? You mentioned um, step ups. Yeah. I get looked at like I'm insane in the membrane um, <laughs> because I'm big on just carries. Just pick something up heavy and carry it. Whether it be upstairs, whether it be step ups, whether it be just across the gym, whether it be you know whatever else. But um, I get looked at like I'm crazy. And one guy even said, "Why do you do this?" And I just said, "Well." Um, quite frankly, you know, I'm a, I'm a hunter. And if you've ever dragged out a deer, if you've ever packed out an elk, if you've ever, this is useful. Um, and it keeps me, um, mobile and ready for those times. And I think that's the biggest issue. And you, you alluded to it earlier is people will kill themselves trying to get ready. But if we incorporate just a couple easy things twice a week or three times a week, then we don't have to kill ourselves trying to get ready. You know, I, I knew a guy and uh, and he was going on an elk hunt and he's like, dude, I got to get in shape. So he started CrossFit for the two months leading up to his hunt. Well, then he got on his hunt and his ankles were hurting, his knees were hurting. Um, he couldn't make up the mountain. He was fatiguing too quickly. And I'm like, dude, that's because you tried so hard to cram everything into two months. Yeah. You tried to shoot your bow a hundred times a day. You tried to do CrossFit four times a week. You tried to lose 20 pounds in two months. Like, and you, you crammed it all in one day. Just do a couple little things, you know, each week, and you can stay more prepared. You can stay ready. Those muscles can stay lubricated. Uh, that's not the term you would use, I'm sure. There's, I'm sure there's a medical term, but um, those those can stay oiled up and greasy. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think I think of that for sure for our joints staying lubricated and stuff like that. As far as our muscles and everything, probably. Um, the correct amount of tone in them is, is probably the right word as far as not too much where they're, you know, overstressed, but not, not enough as well, where they're not building up that enough, you know, that enough, um, tensile strength. But anyways, um, so I'm just looking at my, my calendar right now. It's June 8th in, let's see, 
we have our deer, our deer and elk hunt starts here in Utah. This year it's August 20th. So that is, what's that? Two, that's eight weeks, June to July, July to August. We're like nine weeks away almost, we'll say. Nine, 10 weeks away from the, the opener of the elk and deer hunt here. And so now is 100% the time to hopefully you've already been preparing, but I'll see, I'll see a lot. And I'm going to kind of reiterate it on this podcast here, like start today because you're going to be better prepared today. If you start today versus tomorrow. Now, what we'll see is a lot of people don't start they're busy. Summers get busy. They go on vacations. They, you know, do all sorts of things, yard work. They don't start and they don't start shooting until, you know, two weeks, maybe three weeks before that beginning of August. They're like, Oh man, I need to start shooting. Now I, I will say, I don't think we see that as much anymore. I don't see that as much anymore. Most people that I see, I think, especially with these mountain archery fests, total archery challenges, these, a lot of, you know, 3d events, people are training, year, not year round, but we'll say more frequently, more often, um, earlier in the year as well, which is good. But if we have 10 weeks or nine weeks until the hunt starts, like get on a program right now, if you need help with that program, I'm happy to help. Otherwise just start doing some of these motions that we're talking about. Yeah. He's giving you stuff free. (laughs) It's all free. Um, but in all reality, there is so much that you can do that doesn't cost you a dime. Um, you don't have to have a big membership to a gym. You don't have to spend a whole bunch on supplements. You don't have to, you don't. Um, I literally bought a used treadmill for 50 bucks and it works perfectly. And, and I can put a pack on and I can put 40 pounds in my pack and I can walk on my treadmill for 30 minutes a day and it doesn't cost a dime. I will also say shooting doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't have to be time consuming. It doesn't have to be you know, if, if there's a day where I don't get to go out and shoot, last night was a perfect example. I didn't get to go out and shoot yesterday. Um, so got the kids tucked in bed. Good night. It was already dark. I went downstairs in my basement and shot at 10 yards. But I can still, I'm still, again, keeping all of those muscles um, being used. I'm still keeping them lubricated or greased up, um, as my redneck terminology would, would, would say. Uh, but then... What happens is, you know, if I go on a on a week long vacation, I get home that first time shooting, I'm like, man, I only got 25 arrows in, and I'm I'm gassed. Uh, my back hurts, my shoulders are sore. So I want to, even if it's two arrows, five arrows, ten arrows, just even if it's drawing your bow back, you say, well, Dylan, that's nice. I don't have a basement to shoot in. Okay, draw your bow back and hold it, and then let it down. Draw your bow back and hold it, and then let it down. Draw your bow back, hold it, let it down. Um, you're still keeping everything fluid. You're still keeping everything ready. And when the time comes, you're not going to gas out. You're not going to be sore. I, I would just stay ready. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And I'll say I always, if you're going to draw your bow back, put an arrow in um, just in case. But um, uh, what I was going to say is people do it all the time in there. That's why, that's why the exercise bands are awesome. But I have about a 14 or 15-yard range in my basement that I shoot all the time. And, um, in the winter time, I mean, shooting all the time. And, um, if you don't have that, you can easily just prop up. a. I have a lot of patients that I work with, um, put a 
put their target on their kitchen table or their counter. And they're just literally just blank bailing right there as well. And that's, that's something that you can do um, that I definitely recommend. Like what you're saying is, is shooting is getting those reps in, especially now we're, like I said, nine weeks, 10 weeks from middle of August where most hunting is going to start. It's time to really kind of start getting um, a lot of those reps in, get training. You don't need a lot of equipment. Um, it is interesting that you, I thought what you brought up was interesting as far as, um, yeah, when you're hunting, you're picking up your heavy packs. You're, if you're, you know, hopefully you're successful and you're picking up the rack and you're taking cool pictures, but then also, you know, breaking down that animal. Um, that's when you really find like strong backs are super important, especially like if you're breaking down an elk, um, and you're on the ground and you're just bent over for hours at a time trying to, you know, cut it up. And then you're grabbing the quarters. Now, what got me thinking about this is I'm like, is, is, um, lifting up animals and things like that. It's probably a form of some sort of CrossFit really. <laughs> I'm going to jump back into that. Oh because, no. I know. I right, see so you're doing, no, I'm just joking. I kind of wanted to jump there, but, uh, um, I don't lift dead animals up much. I'm not doing much CrossFit. <laughs> um, we have animals, we have horses and mules and stuff. Uh, mostly, I guess we have mules, but picking up those quarters and putting them up into this, into the panniers. And so a lot of those lifts, right. You can see me kind of, you know, picking things up from the ground, picking things up and lifting them overhead. Now you can do this with uh, your backpack, just filled with some rice or filled with, uh, I guess, some salt for your salt water softener or whatever it is, um, sand, but simple things like that you can do at home. And you can do a lot of really good stuff and it doesn't take a lot of equipment. Absolutely. No, I posted a picture one time and it was me doing some deadlifts and then it was me pulling a deer up into the bed of my truck. Same exact movement, same exact everything. And uh, somebody asked me one time, they said, why do you practice heavy deadlifts? I enjoy lifting heavy deadlifts. And I said, well, have you ever tried to pick a deer up in the back of your truck? Um, and they like kind of snickered like I was joking. I'm like, I'm being dead serious, man. You get out in the woods by yourself, getting a deer in the bed of your truck is hard. Um, and so that's literally why I do it. So I can get deer in the bed of my truck. Um, the ultimate deadlift is a dead animal. Um, so what's your number one? Your, your hunting 101, your tip of the day, do this to stay in shape for hunting. Um. Since we're on this um, podcast about archery, I'm going to say shoot your bow, really. It, I don't think there's anything that substitutes other than just getting those reps in. It's not revolutionary. It's not. I mean, listen, somebody one time asked Michael Jordan, how do I get better at jumping? And he literally said, jump more. Yeah. Um, if you want to get better at shooting, shoot more. If you want to be able to shoot longer and harder and, and well into your 80s, shoot more um that's all it comes down to yeah exactly i think we've covered the other stuff things that you can do but if you if you if you want to keep your shoulders healthy your back healthy just shoot and absolutely I said, I mean, um yeah we're 10 weeks out nine weeks out you got to be shooting right now you should absolutely you do has an archery tag in your pocket should be shooting today yeah 100 percent. absolutely you should um, and again, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be for two hours out back. It doesn't have to be at 90 yards. It doesn't have to be, uh, just shoot your bow. Um, before we go, shout out to our friends over at Wise Eye Technology. 
Um, if you are a user of trail cameras, which most people are these days, um, I would highly recommend you to check out WiseEye. They are, in my opinion, the smartest trail camera on planet Earth. Um, I can log in and it will graph out um, the deer based off of moon phases, weather, when they're coming in. Um, I can look at everything on a chart and I can really begin scouting long before boots on the ground because I can see these deer when they're coming in based off of different um, different uh, things. Like I said, moon, wind, rain, so on and so forth. But it also has game recognition technology, so I don't have to look through thousands of pictures of does, coons, coyotes. I get to see the bucks I want to see, and they're divided out into folders. So if I name a deer the Big Ten, I can go in and look at all the pictures of him when he's coming in, and again, look at him on that graph. So I'd highly recommend you to check out WiseEye Technology for, in my opinion, the smartest truck camera you can buy. Dr. Preston Ward, where can they find Mountain Physio at? Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, Mountain Physio, M-T-N-P-H-Y-S-I-O.com. So mountainphysio.com, you can schedule appointments, schedule free um, trial visits and everything like that. Uh, Instagram, I think my Instagram handle is mountain underscore physio, M-T-N underscore P-H-Y-S-I-O. So that's where I'm most active. I've got my YouTube channel, same thing, Mountain Physio, um, that I post up regular videos and instruction, um, exercises, different programs, what to do, what not to do and how to prepare. Um, but yeah, the best thing, probably my website, that Instagram, YouTube, uh, they can reach out to me, my contacts on there. They can call me, text me, email me, whatever I can do to help people get ready and really get hunt ready, get mountain ready, whatever it is. Um, just make sure that we're getting people shooting and, you know, preventing injuries, rehabbing their injuries right and then also shooting for the remainder of their life till their till their till their age of harv also the baddest apparel on planet earth <laughs> just just throwing that out there the barbell and elk antler absolutely kill it for me i love that dude um it's incredible so uh go check out dr preston ward mountain physio um Stay tuned because yeah, I don't know if it's going to be this year. I don't know if it'll be this month, but I do want to develop something um, for Hunt Like Harv, um, mainly, um, you know, to commemorate him, uh, to just to to do something in honor of him, but also um, so I can stay ready, you can stay ready. But guys, get out and shoot your bow. Get ready, stay ready. Uh, Y'all have a good season. As always, if you're successful this fall, Shoot me over your pictures. I'd love to see them. Guys, thanks for listening. You guys have a great week.